Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash Patchwork Heart Ministry today. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's wonderful to be with you here. Uh, on the last few hours of 2020, we're counting them down uh, with you here on the Sewing Hope Podcast, and I hope that you are uh, looking forward to a new year in a few hours. I know that uh, we are as well. And uh, we just appreciate all the stuff you have done for us and our ministry over the course of this year. Uh, thank you for participating. Thank you for helping us. Uh, and thank you for listening to our programming. And I also want to give you a quick shout out and thank you for participating in our uh, fundraiser last night. Really appreciate everyone who joined us for our live fundraiser. Uh, but I don't want to spend too, too much time talking about ourselves because I have a wonderful guest. And as always, I'm joined by my uh, good friend, Ann DeSantis. Ann, how are you uh, today, uh, these last few hours of 2020? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I do love New Year's Eve. I always did. So uh, it's great to be here and with excellent guests that we have this evening. So very, very grateful for our wonderful guests. Yes, I am uh, so excited for this uh, interview today and so excited for the program. So why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, we have Nate Moran, and he's coming to us from the Whitehall, Pennsylvania area. He is an author, a performer, a mime. He is a veteran. He was formerly a homeless veteran, and he's the author of a book called The Mime Speaks. He has an incredible story, and I'm just so grateful to have him here with us. He's also joined by Bathsheba Monk, and she is the founder and publisher of Blue Heron Bookworks, specializing in the extraordinary stories of ordinary people. She's the author of seven novels, one a Chicago Tribune Best Book of the Year, and three plays. She's an Army veteran, lived most of her life in Europe and Boston, Massachusetts, before returning home to Allentown, Pennsylvania. So you're not too far away from me, Bathsheba. Uh -huh. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice to see you both. This is a wonderful. So why don't we start out with how the two of you met? Because I know that you're working together and Nate has an incredible story that you also wanted to share, Bathsheba, with others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we met um, through another mutual friend, and she was working on a book, um, Zion and R.C. Moore. So we we talked and kicked, and we found out we were veterans. First of all, once you once you know once you're veteran, you family for life. And more and more, we kept engaging with each other at different events. And then I went to it. I said, one day I'm gonna have I want my story told. She said, maybe I might help you with that. 
you know, we will see, you know. And after that, let's off to the races, you know, and it's been going on ever since. And it's been truly a blessing for me, you know, and I'm, you know, to have her in my life and help me get my dream come true to get me get this book out. Because I always wanted to get my book out. It was, it was my story told. I wanted to inspire people to never give up. That's my thing. And, and, I, and by any means, to dance, to conversation, now my book and everything I can to inspire people. Yeah, I, lo- I absolutely love your story. And you sent me some wonderful YouTube videos because you are a mime. And I would love for you to tell us more about how that came about in your life because you do such a wonderful job with it and you're in- fascinating to watch. Oh, wow. Thank you for the compliment. Uh, yeah, what happened, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm a veteran. So every year I get into a competition called the National Veteran Creative Art Festival. So I've been doing this since 2009. And 2011, I wanted to do something different. You know, I had entered in first time I did Louis Armstrong. Hello, Dottie. You know what I mean? I thought back in the day, I grew up watching Louis, so I imitated him so much. So it was part of part of my it was part of my inner growth. You know, it was my thing I wanted to do that wonderful world and all that. But then um, my music therapist in the VA, she always see me dancing because I've been dancing since I was a baby. You know, I've been dancing since before I can spell my name, you know what I mean? But I was pushed. She said, you should get it, you should do dance. You're always dancing. I said, well, I don't know. You know, after I, after I just got myself back and get myself together from being homeless. And I was like, I don't know if I still got it. She said, you dance to you all the time. So she pushed me, pushed me. So I finally competed for first year, 2010, as dance. And I won nationally. Then in 2011, I wanted to do something different. And I wanted to bring this song, Usher, that got my baby to life. And I knew the song like the back of my hand. So I remember the great mind. I always pronounce his name wrong, myself, my soul, you know, the great French mime and Charlie Chapman and all these guys. And I, I always admired, especially Charlie, where he rocked with Kane and where he, you know, told the stories and had people laughing and it was fun. So I wanted to do something like that with that song. And I went to Party City, bought some white paint, put on my face, and with time for the taping for the competition, I asked her, I said, I said, I felt different. I really felt different. And when I literally felt my body leave me and step into the song, and it was like a feeling that I never, it was like, I got to do this again, you know? And I got hooked. I'm hooked. That feeling, you know, you chase that feeling. It's like, you don't know your calling until you really step into it. And I think this was, I guess, was my calling for a few other years, you know, bringing stuff to life. I was brought to life. So now I like bringing music and to life so people can look at it a different way. Yeah, I, I just love your story. And even how you and Bathsheba came together, you're both veterans and, yeah. and she's an author. So, uh, so as you developed your talent and as you decided to go into this direction with being a mime, so um, when you came together, how did this book uh, really decide how did you decide to really go in that direction i wondered how you worked together if you could talk about that working together on the book oh man you know when it comes to she you know it's like like i said she's like my she yeah she's my publisher and i mean my book but she's like my best friend now you know we so <laughs> you know we <laughs> yeah 
you know, well, I, have to, I have to say, I have to interrupt you for a second, Nate, that, you know, this has been a very tough year for a lot of people, you know, including, including us. And so we were working at the beginning of the year. I think we started maybe, um, Nate, maybe in January or something, or maybe before yeah, that. Yeah. And, yeah. and things were kind of tough here. And Nate's story is so uplifting. And he kept saying, never give up, never give up. And, and honestly, you know, he, he got me through. <laughs> this year so maybe as i was you know nate would come over before we had the quarantine he'd come over and we'd talk and i'd make notes and and um you know pretty soon it was just we became friends i i would say nate don't you think and, yeah. and he was encouraging me not to give up <laughs> and so it was just it was like a wonderful way to start and so this year didn't seem so bad <laughs> yeah that, you know that's beautiful you, you know and and i can just you know, we can see here on the Zoom call that we're, as we're talking, just the chemistry between the two of you already, you know, and it's, I mean, it's so, it's so deep and so rich and so wonderful. Uh, and, and, you know, um, I, I think it's fascinating, Bathsheba, how you have, um, you know, made it your mission. We were talking a little bit before the call to, uh, to really develop people's stories and, and help them you know, uncover their story so that it can help other people, right? I mean, isn't that what it's right. all about? Yeah. Uh, and and I was saying it's kind of what we do on this podcast, you know, in a in a uh, in a audio way, right? In an audio way, we're able to uh, you know uncover people's stories. There's something so fascinating about stories, and I I want to delve into Nate's story, but I but I also want to hear you know how how you kind of grew into this. Um, you know, mission in your life, you know, how, how you developed this mission in your life to help others share their story. And then we can, of course, jump into Nate's amazing story, uh, if, you know, and, and everything else. Yeah. Well, I did do, um, after my first two novels were published, I did do a memoir writing conference. And, and frankly, it was just to make some money. <laughs> you know, that's what writers do when they're not writing. And all these people came to the conference. It was here at the Steel Stacks in Bethlehem. And they all had these fabulous stories. And and somebody, it was a steel worker, and he asked me if I would publish his book. And um, I said, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and so <laughs> he said, well, you better find out. And so so that's that kind of started me on this road. And, and since then, I realized that, um, that, first of all, that everybody who I, I end up talking to has a story. And, and the only way, really, I mean, we all we're all trying to do what we can in this world to help everybody get along. And in my opinion, I've never met anybody in real life or even in a novel that if I understood their story, that I didn't love them. Mm. Even, even the bad guys, if you know what makes them tick, if you know why they did what they did, then you love them. And I really think that, that getting the stories out of, of people who are extraordinary and ordinary <laughs> all at the same time, they're ordinary lives. Nobody knows who they are, but, but they're so um, extraordinary in how they deal with life that, that it's gonna help us all see each other differently, I think, as heroes, because we're all heroes. Yeah. Said it so well. Yeah, and I think especially in this year, right? I mean, there's so many real life heroes and you two are one of them. Oh wow. Well, yeah. you, you, you all too, y'all, you know, you thank you. You know, you um you doing you you send a hope, you know. You know, I told in my book, one of my things 
Um, people always ask me, or even I think it's in my book as well. I people say what what's inspired me. I say what's inspired me is when I see people doing stuff for help somebody else. I don't care if you're rich, famous, whatever. You know, you can be a baby if you're doing something to inspire people. You know that inspires me, and I, and I look up to you because I that's my thing. I I really like seeing people do stuff to help someone. You know, uh, in any kind of way. You know, so. I really, I, I respect y'all too. Y'all, y'all doing. You got this podcast and this radio stuff and going on, and, and you, and you're doing stuff to help people. You know, to lift people up and and, and have people go on. And, and I take my head off to you both too as well. You know, mm-hmm. and Rashid, you know I do. You, you know, um, I really do. I take my head off to you. Yeah. So I mean, Nate, I'd <laughs> love to hear. You know, I mean, obviously we want people to, uh, you know, get a copy of your book, and that's, you know, that that's a given. Um, yeah, but, but I would love uh, for you just to share with us the parts of your story that, you know, mean the most to you. I mean, I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, an incredible journey when you hear things like, you know, homeless veteran, when you hear things like mime, um, you know, you, (laughs) you don't, um, you, you just know that there is a winding, twisting and beautiful journey that is, that is about to unfold for, for the listener, uh, so I would just love it if you just share from your heart and share, you know, your story, um, so that so that people can get to know you and and also the hope that is within it, uh, because because clearly there's plenty of it. Yeah, well, 13 years ago I was a homeless veteran. You know, I traveled all over the world. You know, through the military and also through performing. But 13 years ago I was a homeless veteran in the streets of New York for for two years. I was out there for two years. I slept in the snow, I slept in the rain and the heat. And I went through the, all the temperatures. <laughs> I went through the whole thing to the point I even, some, when it been in the snow and the rain and stuff, I even had to peel my socks off because they'd been on my feet so long, you know, and feet swell and the whole thing. And, they, you know, I went through, I almost seen, I seen death out there. You know, I came close to death a lot of times out there in the streets. And then I had good times too, you know, um, I had people come to me and I had a guy come to me one time and he would give me a pair of shoes that he saw my feet, you know, shoes I had on my feet out of nowhere. You know, I met the the famous performer, Neil, you know, out there in the streets. And, you know, he didn't laugh at me, laugh with me and we joked and he inspired me. And, you know, so after I went through all that hunger, and I walked myself to sleep. I remember days actually walking and I actually walked myself to sleep, you know. But, you know, and then, I, you know, an old timer told me, I had two things, two people came to me that really spoke to me, that, that really helped me. Um, I was panhandling and I was in Long Island, in Freeport, Long Island. And I was panhandling because I had got to drinking, you know, I was drinking was my, I said, let me go buy a smile. So that's what I would do, you know, to try to keep myself going. So I was in front of the liquor store panhandling and a guy came to me and said, I know what you want the money for. I know what you want the money for. He said, but you got to do me a favor. I, you know, said his prayer for me. And I said, okay, 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 okay. You know, at that time, I'm just wanting my drink. I'll be honest with you. He said, take this. He said, say this prayer. Take this taste from my mouth. I said, okay, take it taste from my mouth. And I put my hand on right quick. He said, no, 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 no. Say it like you mean it. So I said, okay, take this taste from my mouth. So then he gave me the change. But I said a prayer, I went and got my drink, normally like nothing happened. But then one day I was on 8th Avenue in Manhattan and I did an inner and outer body look at myself. You know, I, I looked at me like, what are you doing? What's going on? What is this? You know, and I honestly started saying that prayer. 
I, I said that prayer, even when I was drinking, I was saying that prayer to get that taste. Just to, he said, it's a simple prayer. You had nothing complicated. And I, I kept saying that prayer. I, pray, I prayed and I prayed, you know, and um, and it worked. You know, he took the taste from my mouth and I ended up working, going to the VA, become a veteran. So I went to the VA in Northport, Virginia, I mean, Northport, New York. And they, I went through Salvation Army, you know, and I did a program and I stayed there. They let me stay there for 30 days. And I went to another program and got myself together. You know, I, I no longer have that taste no more. That prayer, you know, you know, that prayer, it, it sticks with me and I'll never forget it for a day of my life, you know. And then another time another person said, you know, that when they read your eulogy, what are they gonna say? You know, are they gonna say a good guy, bad guy in the back, somebody might say you're over money, or are you gonna be a guy that made a difference or make trying to make a difference? And I, he said, which one do you wanna be? You know, and I, and I, I always say, I want to be one of the guys that's trying to make a difference. I always want to be a guy, that, even if I, you know, if I could just save one life or save one person and see some of the pain that I went through, you know, going through the streets, you know, and I at least made did a difference, you know. I, so that's why I go out now. And, you know, when I when I first started performing again, because I tell you, I've been dancing since I was a baby, man. I, I didn't did, you know, I've danced in Germany. I've been in Germany. I've performed in Germany. I've performed. I did Reno. I've performed all over. You know, and so, you know, my music therapist and her name Tracy Enright, she asked me, she said, she saw me start performing outside, you know, cause I was only doing shows for veterans at one time, you know, only for the veterans. Hmm. And I started doing stuff on the outside. She said, what do you want out of this? She said, you know, you, you know, you getting, you know, I said, I want to take my, I want to tell my story. I said, I want to be in the world. I want to use my art to tell my story, you know, um, yeah, excuse me, you know, sometimes when I go into, when I get into some of the stuff, I think, you know, I'm kind of soft, so I hope y'all excuse me for a minute. But, you know, I, I wanted to tell my story. So, you know, and that's what I did. I started going out. I started, you know, people started putting me in shows. I started doing fashion shows. I did weddings. I did the Hamptons. I, I did funerals. And every time I, when I do, when I go out, I still, and I even work with the youth out here in Pennsylvania, you know, Youth, you know, through a, I got a five year contract through Casa, Bonalupa, then La Vega on, on um, her, she had a um, nonprofit organization, the Relic, and we work with the youth and teach the youth. The virus has slowed us down, you know, because the virus, but you know, I miss working with the kids, you know, because, you know, we can learn from each other. All we know, it doesn't matter how many, how old you are, or how, you know, how, you know, from young to the old, we can all learn from each other. So I just want my story. I just want to go out and push people because you know especially like right now with this virus and all the stuff that's going on in the world you know we all got to find a way to lift each other up man. you know to me you know we gotta you know join together and and grab as much as we can you know every bone of our body every feeling that we have and inspire each other because you know you can't do this alone you know you, you know i've been in the streets alone you know i was out there excuse me bro Yeah, I was in the streets for that. I was alone, you know. Um, mm. See, it's so beautiful. It's so your your witness is so beautiful, Nate. I I just you know and to me as well. And and uh, and thank you for the courage to share it and and share it in multiple ways, right? I mean, you share it as a mime. You share it during shows. You share it in a book. Uh, you're sharing it now with us, and yeah, I mean we can see the emotion and, and we know it's real. 
and, and, and we know that, uh, you know, a simple prayer, something, something as simple as, you know, Lord, taste, take this taste out of my mouth, that, that, you know, that's a beautiful prayer. That's a beautiful prayer. And look where that prayer, you know, has, has led you to today. You know, look where God yes. has put you today. Um, you know, just, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm so inspired by, by, by listening to you. And, and I think an awful lot of people ought to be as well, because, you know, when you hear that, you know, nothing is impossible for God. We, you know, we hear that line during the Christmas readings, you know, nothing is impossible for him. And one of the, one of the coolest things about that is that each and every person listening right now knows that no matter where they are in their journey, where they are in their faith journey, uh, what, whatever they might be, um, you know, struggling with, with alcohol, some other addiction that they're, that they're battling, make the prayer simple, make the prayer simple and just repeat it. It doesn't mean that it's going to, you know, overnight, you know, that, that taste is just going to disappear. It might, it might take time and hard work, uh, and persistence like it did with you, Nate. But the reality is, is that God is going to step in and lead you to a better place. All you have to do is, is be consistent and pray. Um, and, and what a great thing for this new year as we begin to open up 2020 in a few hours, or 2021 in a few hours. Uh, what a, what a great, uh, what a great message for listeners. So thank you so much for sharing that heartfelt, uh, heartfelt witness to our, to our audience, because it certainly is powerful. Yeah, I'll echo that. It is powerful. And I thank you so much for sharing. Um, you had sent me those videos, the YouTube videos, and I think they're just incredible. And I would love to ask people to go to your YouTube channel. Um, so tell us more about your YouTube channel because you have some great videos there. Um, one is called Nate the Mime, and it's uh, Pray. It's entitled Pray. That's one of them. Yeah, that one. That's um, be honest with you, it was crazy. Um, that song. I was. I went. I went to. I bought the CD, Kirk Franklin CD, to, to do that mime that song. So you want to be happy, you know that song. So I was going to do that song, and as I went through, um, I heard that song pray for me, and I know somebody prayed for me, and so when I did that mime, I I wanted to show how prayer works, and I wanted to use my story as a with it. So that's why when you, when you watched it, um, I went from the raggedy guy and I ended up with the tails on because I want to show how prayer work. And, but my YouTube, you know, really my YouTube channel is, is, is real, is a real school one, but real school spaced in one. And if you put in, if you even Google Nate DeMime, most of my videos will pop up. You know, I have other videos for other, for other people, YouTubes that people have, Film me and put me on our YouTube and different different events because you know I do my mom for gospel and I do honestly I do my mom for all music you know but I'm making sure that I don't I have respect for the world and for women you know my grandmother raised me and I got strong much love and respect for my women you know um, you know and my mom brought me in the world so I, I I'm not gonna perform I'm not gonna put my signature on anything disrespecting women and I love the world so I don't want to disrespect the world. So what happened, I was doing an event in Harlem. It was like Stop the Violence event. And Dougie Fresh team and everybody was there. And they were telling me, you know, because I was going to stick strictly with gospel doing mime. And they said, no, don't limit yourself. Just just watch what you bring your mind to. And, you know, you can get a message through the world through all music because some people don't listen just to gospel. So that's why I now 
uh, do mime to all music. After that day of that event, it, it stuck with me. So now, Doug, you know, people in Doug Press team and Queen, his later name is Queen. I always mess her last name, so I just say Queen. And they all talk to me. And, and so now I don't do, I do mime to all music, but I haven't did country western, you know what I'm saying? But I just wanted to get that message through any way of mine, in any way I can to. And I try to push to never give up some kind of way in there. Even though, you know what I mean? It's on the tags on my car, it's on everything. It's that's my thing. And always and I'll like take a minute to smile because you know, when that one minute you you smile might what you might need for to get you through that day or through that minute. You know, so I always say you take a minute to smile too as well. Mm. Yeah, it's it having the two of you on this show is is so important. I think especially God brought it so that we would have it on New Year's Eve of all days, right? Yeah. As we're finishing 2020 and going into a new year. Uh, and I was so blessed by a friend of mine. Uh, we kind of went through a little chain of friends till, till we found each other because I'm a friend of Bob Charger, who was also on this show. He's been a guest and he and I have worked together. He's a broadcaster, uh, a legendary Philadelphia area broadcaster who's now retired. And he had led me to a few different friends. And then she had recommended Nate. And then Nate had told me, introduced me to Bathsheba. So it's incredible how God works to bring people together. And I'm so grateful to everyone who's who's brought us together. Yeah, dang, I'm thankful too. I'm grateful. You know, he, he opened some doors up. You know, you know, I tell people, you don't, you don't know what's behind that door unless you go in, you know. But the, the main thing is going through that door. You know, once that door opens up, don't sit back and look at it because you don't know what's behind that door, you know. So, just, you know, you got to go through that door to find out. You got to take that step through that door. You know, once that door opens up, just go in and see what happens. You don't know. It's, but some your blessing might be behind that door. But if you don't go through it, you don't know what your blessing is. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it was a blessing that we, like I said, we might, you know, through your friends and everybody connected to make this happen. And I told Bashiba, I said, Bashiba, this is, and now we all together. It's, that's how things work. That's how that's how it works. And now we, we will be friends for life. You know, this that's is right. You know, <laughs> I believe that, this. Nate. I know yeah. that Bill does too. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much. Bathsheba, we'd love to know more about your journey if you'd like to share. I know that you're um such an accomplished uh, publisher, author, um, done so much. Uh please share with us anything on your journey on how uh, you've met so many awesome people and just maybe a little more about you and Nate. Uh -huh. Well, um, I, I told you, like we were talking a little bit before the show, you know, um, I did start out as a novelist and, um, and actually that was kind of a leap of faith too, because I, I was working in, a, in an insurance company and, and um, I, I got my MFA and I said, I want to write. And, and everybody said, well, there's, there's no way you can get published because at this point you're too old, you're not like 20 and and uh, and nobody nobody publishes short stories. And so I went into Barnes and Noble at lunch and I looked around and I said, well, somebody's getting published. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I took the leap and um, and then it worked. And and, you know, and I, and I was lucky or blessed enough to meet the right people who put me in touch with the right people. And so I got on on that journey. And um, so after I had 
and I was always interested though in, in characters and in people. I never was a writer who just wrote about like my own feelings or what I was thinking because I never found that that interesting really. I always found what was interesting was the way people interact and how they meet and how they either help each other or, or don't. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes why they don't help each other is interesting too. And so when I started doing these memoirs, it was a natural, it was just a natural transition for me because I was already interested in people and, and, and what makes people like Nate, when he finds himself down, say, I don't belong here and other people not say that. And so, um, so that's, those are the type of writers and authors and, and people that I've been seeking out in, um, in my publishing business is stories that ordinarily wouldn't be told and, and handing the microphone to those people, you know, tell us your story, tell us what's going on, you know, cause the only, the only stories we really hear in our culture are the people are famous people, you know, people who maybe when they, you know, if, if they fall, they're, they're, they, they fall into a pile of cash or, or they can make a phone call and get their, get their, their, their mess ups fixed. And, and I'm interested in people who do it themselves, who, who find it somewhere to, to do, to, to make it happen, to make, to, to create a life that they want. Like Nate, like Nate did. Nate is like prime, you know, and, and the one thing I found about people like Nate is when I, when I met Nate, I think he told you we were, we were doing a photo shoot actually for another one of our authors who, who has a vintage clothing store and uh, Rose Ellen Moore. And, and he was there, Nate was there. And we found out, of course, we were veterans as was a photographer. So we immediately bonded. But, um, but the thing was, he was kind of insistent on wanting to tell his story. And that's one of the things that I do look for in people is, um, I found out that I don't like to, I don't encourage anybody to tell their story, but if they're insistent and they want to, and Nate certainly was, that um, that it's worth telling. That, that's all. <laughs> yeah, his perseverance, and that's a, ca a characteristic that I just love. I mean, you have the perseverance and I, I think of movies like Rocky, right? Where he doesn't give up and, and you're certainly, <laughs> he's like that, honest to God. I mean, he's... Uh, so pers has such a uh, persistence and he knows that God's going to get him through. And, and I think that is an amazing characteristic to have. Mm -hmm. You're giving so oh, much hope. Yeah. You're giving so much hope to people. You're giving hope to me right now at this exact moment on new year's Eve. Yeah. And, and I'm so grateful because we're going into this year and everybody has hopes that ne this coming year is going to be better. Right. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I was, I, you know, I, I do Uber, and I had a guy. I paid the guy last night, and I was taking to work, young guy. And um, I said, "You ready, man? Are you ready?" Cause I, I, I mess with, you know, I like people, so I, I, I come at him. You know, I want to see where you at. Let's, let's talk. You know, so I said, "You ready for 2021?" And he said, "Um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good year." I said, "It's gonna be a good year, right?" He said, he said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I said, you got to make it, you got to make that pot, say you're going to be, you got to lock it in. He said, yes, yeah, right. By the time he got his job, got to his job, he said, yeah, it's going to be a good year. I'm going to work now. By the time I got through with him, man. That's me. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one thing we have in common, Nate. That's one thing we have in common. I'm also uh, an Uber driver. And, oh, okay. I, and, and I love it because 
the because the grace of God is just so present on a lot of rides, right? Like, yes, like, like, right. like you can, yes. you know, and and here's the amazing thing, like, like I do Uber. Uber doesn't do me. You know what I mean? Like, like, yes. I, like, like I think that's a big thing. You know, Uber doesn't do me. I, I'm I'm a you know radio host, evangelist, whatever you want to call it. You know, um, and I'm able to inspire other people, and the Holy Spirit puts those people in my car that need to hear that message of hope, that need to hear that message of faith, and um, you know, it's it's just it's just great. It's just great. You know, not every trip, but 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 God knows when. Uh, you know, somebody in, just through a casual conversation, like you know, you you had last night with somebody, like you know, this is going to be a good year. This is going to uplift you. This is going to help you, like. You, you just know when God's prompting you to share your story with somebody. And, and Uber is a way, uh, you know, rideshare is a way that, that, that God uses us in a temporary way uh, for a temporary fixed amount of time for, for a short ride from point A to point B. Uh, the other thing I always say is I'm actually going nowhere. I drive all day long, you know, an Uber, and I'm going nowhere. You are going somewhere. I'm going nowhere. Um, so... So, so I think that that's another powerful lesson, and it's just it's just great to know. Uh, it's great to have another person that's out there, um, you know, uplifting people as they're doing a rideshare. Because I think, as I think, God places us in those in those situations for for that purpose. And so, so God bless you for doing that. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. We'll have to we'll have to spend some time sharing uh, Uber stories off the air. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let, let me tell you one of them. There's one. Um, there was a lady got in my car one day, and. Uh, I think, I think some of this is in my book, but she got in my car and I picked her up from work and I felt something when I saw her, you know, um, I said, how you doing? I said, I said, she's like, she was tired. So I said, oh, you going home, get you, put your feet up, you know, you're off, you're getting your me time in. She said, not really, it never ends. So I felt something. So I said, it's going to be all right. And then she said, nah, and then she told me that that was her, might be her last day staying where she's staying at. So she got to find a place to live and fun and you know, she hadn't had the funds and she was stuck and blah, blah, blah. So then she said, um, as to what God, you know, we're going to make things work. Don't worry. You never give up. Blah, 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 blah. She said, I'm mad at God right now. I said, what? I said, hold up, hold up now. She, and then, so then I told her, I said, know what? I'm going to believe for you then. Since you, you don't have it, I'm going I'm to believe that it's going to be all right for you. Like that. So I kept telling her. And um, when I dropped her off, she, um, she had that feeling, but you know, I told her, I got you. The next day she called me. She said, guess what? I said, what? She said, somebody found some money for me, help me get a place. She said, now nah, I just gotta find a place. I said, didn't I tell you? You know what I mean? It was like immediately the next day she called me and told me that somebody found some money for her to help me get a place. And you know, and that was, I said, didn't I tell you? He didn't give up on you, you know? So it, it was, um, touching that she reached out to me the next day and, and, I, and it showed how fast God could work because that it was like late night I dropped me home like 12 o'clock 2 o'clock in the morning whatever so I'm in that area and now the next day immediately in the morning you called me and tell me that money, money came off of nowhere so that showed you right there that, that God can work in, in many ways you know No, it's just beautiful I, yeah. I, I love hearing these stories Nate because Bill tells me similar ones that the people that he meets when he's out there driving. <laughs> so it's a small world that the two of you have that in common. And I'm sure that God's placing these people in your life, isn't he? He's oh, placing yeah. these people at that moment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, 
and I'm like I said, I don't give you rich or you're not rich or you're in the streets or whatever. You know, um, I love people. You know, I like people. Is I like people. I, I, something. I, sometimes I think I love people more than I love themselves. You know, I try to give them all I can, all I can. You know, I give you because that's what with the world is us. You know, it's us. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm so glad that Beth Bathsheba, you shared some of your story too. And you're right. There's something very special about Nate. And uh-huh. when he wanted to tell you that story, and he persisted you know, that was, I think that was God at work, really. It was God at work uh, to, to bring that story to life for all of us. I mean, so, yeah. so I'm very, very grateful uh, for that. Um, now, getting back to your being a mime, because I really love those videos that you sent me. I love to watch you do this live. I love to, to see, a, see mm. you in action. What is it like for you, Nate, when you're there in front of all these people and you are in action? Tell us what that's like for you. <laughs> well, first, I'm, I don't care if I'm performing for one person or I had, you know, for a room of people, I'm always nervous. You know, I'm, I pace the floor like crazy before I go in. But then I always, before I walk onto, you know, before I, you know, I go into my mind where I perform. I always say, okay, me and you, Lord, you know, and I always look at him and say, okay, it's me and you, let's go. You know, I've been nervous though, I ain't gonna front. People, I, I, just did a, I just did a fashion show Sunday in um, New Jersey City, um, New Jersey for a big designer. And every time I walk out, he's like, okay. He said, what you doing? Why are you, why are you pacing? What's going on? I said, I'm nervous. You nervous? You do this all the time. You know, people say, I said, no, nah, you know, it's, it's just that I just I still got it. But then once I'm in that moment, once I'm into that mime, I'm that mime. You know, I'm that song. I'm them I'm them words. And all I'm and I I'm there. And then when honestly at the end of the song, then I come to. You know, it's like I'm I'm not here for a moment. You know, I'm totally into that song that I'm doing. You know, I'm every word, every tweeter, every every sound is I'm trying to give something to everything to make sure that I'm interpreting the song correctly. And and someone, like if somebody can't hear, they can at least see it. You know, uh, we did, a, I did a, um, a performance out here in um, Allentown, Pennsylvania, and we, it was anti-bullying event. And the lady did spoken word. She, Linda Baker did spoken word. I mimed it, and we had a lady with sign language, and all three was on the stage at the same time, telling the same story with few different arts. And uh, that's was the first time I ever did it. It was powerful because we all telling telling kids to leave that bullying alone. You know, don't don't think about the bullying, and and it was pretty powerful. So that's when I'm into that mime zone. I'm there. I'm I'm not here. I'm in. I'm totally into that song when I'm out there. You know, and it's a good feeling. I'm every time I. Every time I do, I get hooked more and more. You know, I did tap, I did jazz. You know, I did I did African dance. I studied all over. I've been dancing like I said, I danced as a baby. So, but this mime got into me, and it's like I'm hooked. You know, I didn't know I did it as a goof, just to do something to do something different. And now I didn't. Now I got a book. Mime speak. Now I got. You know, I didn't know this mime was gonna. This was it was. See, like I say, we don't know our calling, but when we step in it, once he reveals it. He probably already had me performing, you know, had this ready for me, you know, because God, we already know, 
So he had this for me, but that's why I was dancing. He gave me all the different trainings. So okay, now when you become a mime, you can use all that in there, you know. So yeah, when I'm in that zone, I'm in, I'm I'm in there. I'm in that moment. Well, think about this. I this just popped into my head when you were in New York City and you were a homeless veteran. Who would have guessed? Only God, right? That you'd yeah. be here where you are right now, so successful and so humble, also about the work that you've done. You know, God. You were brought to a low place at certain points in your life, but God lifted you up, didn't he? He's oh, yeah. lifted you up and it's it's just incredible. And and I also want to thank Bathsheba that she was able to help you with the book and, and the great work that you're doing, uh, telling his helping for him to be able to tell that story to the whole world. And so I want to encourage people who are listening to buy the book. And, and learn more about Nate. Tell us how they can get a hold of the book. I know it's called The Mime Speaks. Yes, The Mime Speak is on Amazon. So when they go to Amazon, which they can just um, Google, they put in Amazon and put in The Mime, T-H-E-M-I-M-E Speaks, S-P-E-K. Oh, look at me. <laughs> look how I get old. S-P. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell nobody I'll start messing up on the speaks now. Don't tell the best podcasts are just like this, where we can just be ourselves and also have fun telling the story, yeah. right? Exactly. I mean yeah. and be engaging and personal. So exactly. I just I thank you so much. Yeah, I yeah, I I'd love to know what that fascinating process is like the two of you you know meeting and working together you know on on this book i mean just to tell us a little bit about you know maybe maybe Bathsheba, how that has been um you know over the past year you know i you know you said it was an uplifting process and kept you going through this uh you know pandemic but just share with us a little bit um about that process of writing and and give us a little bit of the behind the scenes view of it yeah well well, usually, and, and it was like this with Nate. We start out with with the meeting where we get to know each other, and 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 every everybody who has a story, everybody who says in there, who says to me, "I have a book, I have a book." There's always one scene that comes to their mind. So, Anne, if you were to say, "I have a book," I know that in your mind you're thinking, "This is the scene that changed my life," or something. And so that's what I try to get to is what. Mm what is that moment? And so it's really just, we just talk and talk. And then finally, and, and Nate wasn't really that forthcoming, frankly, about <laughs> what that moment was, <laughs> although I knew it was there until um, we had, because of the pandemic, Nate got a tape recorder, a recorder, and he started uh, talking into the tape recorder. And then he would give it to me. He would drop it off uh, at night right in the dead of night on his Uber runs and I would listen to it. And I think um, sometimes that that process works better because um, you're talking to yourself, really, you're talking to a recorder. And that's, I think that's, I don't know if you would agree with this, Nate, but I think that's when the real, the real story started to come out was when, yeah, yeah. was when Nate was in the car talking into his tape player about his life. And that's that's when we started to get to the nitty gritty of what what made Nate get up and say, this isn't me on the ground. 
you know, that's, that's when we got to that. Well, I'll admit I don't have the book yet because I just met you pretty recently, but I will be reading the book and I cannot wait. So yeah, I can't wait. And, and I would love to let my friends know about it too. Um, as I know, Bill's probably excited about it. Yeah. And, and God, you know, God is, uh, a wonderful God that brings people together. And I'll just tell you both a quick story is that uh, the one reason that Bill and I came together, we started this podcast at the beginning of the year, back in March was, or maybe I think it was before that, Bill, you probably have a better memory than me with that date. Yes. Somewhere around there, February, March. Yeah. Yeah. But because of the pandemic and when we were introduced to each other, uh, I came to Bill with some background that I had with interviewing and TV uh, that I would love to do something at home. And, and there, Sewing Hope was born back at the beginning of the pandemic. And we also discovered, you see the little heart. Now we can see each other on Zoom. Bill has a little heart next to his mm-hmm. picture there. It's Patchwork Heart Ministry. And we found that we had something in common. And a part of our stories had to do with health because both of us had dealt with uh, serious heart issues that, uh, yes. And so that was part of both of our stories from Mm -hmm. my past and also from his past. And that's what brought two people together to do sewing hope with a heart for patchwork heart. Uh, Of course, patchwork heart was born before (laughs) sewing hope, but Bill, tell us more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is an incredible blessing this entire year. Uh, in, in a very strange way, I was telling my dad that a few months ago, actually. I was saying, you know, um, you would never imagine a pandemic would enable you to uh, grow ministerially, you know. Uh, and, and I think that, um, you know, we are incredibly blessed at Patchwork Heart Ministry, at Fiat Ministry Network, at the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation for the growth that God has given us in this year. I mean, the collaboration between all of us has just been incredible. Uh, and the people, like like yourselves, you know, I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing to meet wonderful people that, that we just get to know, and we get to see a window in their lives, and we get to, you know, share... Um, a virtual cup of coffee with every week. And uh, I, I just really, in, I, I'm, I'm just so blessed, I mean, to be able to do stuff like this and that God has called me to do stuff like this. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Patchwork Heart Ministry, uh, you know, was, was born um, all the way back in 2012. Uh, I was sitting at a youth conference with a bunch of students and leading them as a youth minister, and uh, I just felt this tug, this constant tug from the Holy Spirit, I want you to start a ministry, and I politely replied to him that I thought he was crazy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you're nuts, I'm not cut out for this, I'm not doing this. And lo and behold, uh, he kept it up, he wouldn't stop. So finally, I went back to God, and I said, I'll tell you what, you give me a name, I start the ministry. And on the car ride home from this, I'm like, I'm like, yes, I got out of it. I don't have to do it. You know, the day ended, I'm done, you know, ha, ha, ha. Well, on the car ride home, the, the Holy Spirit hits me with this name, Patchwork Heart Ministry, and it was personal. 
it, because of me surviving three open heart surgeries at the time I had only survived two. Um, but, but of having open heart surgeries and a stroke. Um, and, and so it just was that moment when I was like, okay, I know you're calling me to this. And so I'll go out and get the website the following day. And, and then it kind of meandered. It just meandered for, for eight years, really. Uh, I had, you know, published a small Mm -hmm. memoir. I had written some, you know, devotionals, uh, but I hadn't really done very much with it. And, um, what ended up happening was, uh, I parted ways with a, a, with a job at, on December, uh, 3rd of 2018. Uh, and, and God was saying to me clearly, you need to enter full time into this ministry. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to drive Uber to make money <laughs> because ministry in ministry work, you don't make a ton of money. Um, uh, so, so, okay, I'm going to enter into this. And I'm going to do this because this is what God is calling me to. Much like you, Nate, it's like God's calling you to do this. God's placed this purpose on your heart to, 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 to do this miming, to, to, to write this book, to, to do these things. When, when, you know, when God places that and he says, I want you to do this, and I'm going to create the means for you to do that. Um, you know, a week later, it was Bill's going to start a nonprofit with this ministry. So uh, I started the nonprofit and then okay, you know, for a year I'm, I, I was getting married and all these other things, and, and it worked out um, that, you know, you just kind of holding sway, and boom, in 2020, here you are uh, in ministry full-time, doing, doing amazing programs and meeting incredible people, uh, none of which we've met really, you know, in person. I've met Anne for 10 minutes in person, or like 20 <laughs> minutes in person, had a cup of coffee with her at the beach. But I mean, really, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so, you know, most of the people I work with, I'm doing it virtually. And so this is such a blessing and a huge, a huge thing to meet you guys, because I know that the work God has for us is going to continue. I know Bathsheba and Nate, we're going to have more conversations, whether they're on the air and off the air. I know we're going to have them because, you know, you know, the Holy Spirit has has put us together to do something great and to do and to have a purpose. So. Yeah, am I blessed for this ministry? Yeah, I am. I, I and I and I and I hate talking about myself. It's much more I'd love talking about my guests much more I talk about myself. So so thank you for for you know letting me have the time. But it's but yeah, I'm I, I'm so blessed to ha- be able to um you know talk with you guys and share and and I can't wait for more and I can't wait for twenty twenty one because I know there's gonna be great blessings coming up. Yeah, Bill, thanks for sharing. And and thank you, uh, Bathsheba and Nate, for giving Bill that opportunity, because uh, he really is doing incredible work. And he's uh, a, a very, very good person with a good heart, right? Patchwork heart. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm blessed by his friendship, really. And, um, and, you know, my own story, which brought us together. Now, mine was a long, long time ago, but I almost died of congestive heart failure after I had my second child. And then when I had shared with Bill, when we had shared health, you know, that issue with hearts was something that brought us together. We realized how important it is to live in the present moment and to do God's will. And so that was part of what what brought us together was the hearts and uh, and sowing hope right into broken hearts. (laughs) And that's what Nate is doing. And that's what Bathsheba, what you're doing with these beautiful stories that you're letting the whole world know about such as Nate. So 
We're so grateful for both of you. We hope you guys can come back again to Sewing Hope. And um, it's just been wonderful. I want to wish you both to a happy new year. Did you have any closing thoughts as we're almost finished the program? Just, I just want, um, I just want the world to know to never give up. And, you know, that's my, you know, that's my, you know, that's, that's what I believe. That's my thing. You know, don't let, don't let the world, don't let, don't let nothing, don't let nobody, nothing stop you from being you and going for what you want, you know, and, you know, and always keep something that you enjoy doing, you know, even just reading or listening to music or just looking at the sunshine or looking at the water, whatever it is that that, that, that's, that you enjoy doing, keep that part of your life. That's your trump card. That's your card that will get you through, you know, when you say, okay, I had a bad day or I think I had a bad day. And let me go and run and watch some water. Let me look at my fish tank. Let me go, let me go do my dance. Let me go do some painting. Let me do some, keep whatever you enjoy doing a part of your life. And so you can get through that day or that moment, you know, and make sure you get a smile in. That's my thing. <laughs> awesome. So beautiful. Stuff. So beautiful. Thank you guys so, so much for being here. And yes, we definitely have to have you get both back because uh, I, I, I think there's so much story to unpack. And, uh, and we thank you for helping us finish off the year. Thank you so much. Thank you. Happy New Year. And thank you for having us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. God bless. God bless. bless all right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Sowing Hope and being a part of our ministry uh, of Sowing Hope into Broken Hearts from all of us at the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation, Fiat Ministry Network, and Patchwork Heart Ministry. Thank you so much for listening. God bless your 2020 and your 2021. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast, and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.